Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Panther fans, Tony Dunn here. It's the C3 podcast bringing you the Steeler, Panthers at Steelers post-game show. It's really just a calamity at this point. A catastrophe is what uh, we witnessed tonight. The Pittsburgh Steelers put up 52 points, 52-21. It's going to be uh, a sad state of affairs tonight on the post-game show. I'm here to mourn the Carolina Panthers, Eric Reed, and all the trash we saw tonight with Joe Riolano and Cody Lashney. Joe, how are, well, I won't say how are you. Joe, introduce yourself to the trashy post-game <laughs> podcast. Well, for the fans of the trashy, I am Joe Riolano, and I'm here to uh, discuss this post-game or post, I don't know if you can call it a game, it's post-beatdown that the Panthers took tonight. Um, I'm ready to get the show going so we can get it over with. Frankly. Yeah, that's the truth. Cody, um, how did this change your opinion of the Panthers team? Well, I went from saying we had a shot to win the whole thing to saying Alabama would beat the shit out of this football <laughs> team, dude. It's bad, man. My Clemson Tigers would beat the shit out of this football team. I'm going to mind my manners tonight, but I'm just going to say this right now. And I ain't nothing to it but to just say it. They beat the fuck out of our asses, <laughs> and we deserved it. It's late enough to say that. We have um, passed the point where the FCC, if we were really a regulated entity, would they would even care in fact i think there would be an exception tonight all right it's the c3 panthers podcast post game show the you can call into the show the number is 252-228-5098 we will um play your call and that's all i can guarantee about anything at this moment is that we'll play the call <laughs> we do a show on Tuesday nights for the longest running Panthers podcast, and it's 9 p.m. We're usually, I, I don't know if I've ever been sad on the podcast, really. Maybe after Super Bowl. That was it. The only time I've ever been sad yeah. doing this podcast, even after losses. But 
This is going to be painful. It's, it was painful, and it's not going to get any easier. So you know the number. Check us out on Tuesday nights. And um, I'm going to go. I'll start off with saying this. The only good news out of all of this for me is that my birthday is Sunday, and I really have three days till Monday. I'm probably not going to even watch football this weekend. I I mean, I don't even really care what happens. I need to come back and see the Carolina Panthers play another team before I can even care about football going forward. Step away. Hey, uh, I remember last show you were saying – your wife might buy you tickets or a Dante Jackson jersey. Yeah, you might want to switch to the jersey at this point, man. That uh, that might be a better long term, uh, long term. Well, might be a waste of money if you go see. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't even want to buy a real Dante Jackson jersey at this moment. <laughs> at this moment, yeah. the only jersey I will buy is a Chinese Alibaba twenty five dollar jersey. But, I mean, you know what? Listen, let's just say what it is, man. The offensive line and the defensive line are absolute trash. At every moment, they they bullied. They absolute bullied. Like, fifth graders beating up on second graders. Our offensive line. And they beat the hell out of Cam Newton. He had absolutely Mm -hmm. no chance. And then, when it was our defense's turn, they couldn't do a damn thing. Every third down... They, they converted. I mean, there might have been one that they didn't. I think they had was, two or three. All oh, oh, my bad. My bad. There's the <laughs> two of them. You know, um, football is one in the trenches. And if you don't win there, you're a bad football team. And, and bottom line, I mean, I don't know if we were just under an illusion uh, to what this football team was uh, because of their other performances. Or if the Steelers are just that badass, it's hard to know. But uh, as of right now, this is just a I, – I don't know. It's so bad. I don't even know how to evaluate the performance. Joey, I sat there. I was sitting there with Miranda watching the game, and uh, I said I don't even know, like Cody was saying, how to interpret what's happening. I mean – at one point in the early in the game when that first touchdown <laughs> on the first offensive play that they had where James Bradbury bit on nothing, it seemed like, yeah. <laughs> like he just ran forward. Yeah. Um, Frank Garcia tweeted out that what is James Bradbury on drugs? And I tweeted <laughs> back and I, I, I think I said something like I, I wanted, I should have said, am I on drugs? That's how I felt tonight. You have to be to watch this game, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My Um, question to you, Joey, on this is, have you ever seen a game where the Panthers were just beat so badly? I attended in 2010, and I sat on the fourth row of the 45-yard line right behind the the Saints bench, and I watched them beat us 33-3. And I still, in that game, don't even think it was as bad as this. Remember we went and saw the Saints play? Yeah. I think it was, was it last year? Or yep, the year last before? year. It was last year, I think. Yeah, uh, that was one time I remember thinking, God, will this please end? This call, you didn't want to see the other team score a touchdown again. 
And that's how it was in this case. It was like, my God, are they scoring again? I mean, we could really do nothing to stop them. And it was obvious. It was so obvious that the offensive and defensive lines were just, they might as well not have been out there, man. No, I mean, like Cody said, is that there is there was no win on either one of those. You know, I would say this is that early on, first drive of the game, we marched right down Christian McCaffrey show all day yeah. long. He scored yeah. a touchdown. And I, you know, I'm excited at that point. We're coming out on Thursday yeah. night in the prime time. McCaffrey's dealing. Uh, Cam looked uh, composed at, at, in, in that. The play, call, like we looked like things were under control. They scored two times in 13 seconds. Two cons- two consecutive plays. Their their offense played one play and their defense played one play and they scored fourteen points. Yep, So it's catastrophe at that point. Now, as the game went on, and we're gonna get right into the calls. This uh, these are the only thoughts I really I think I have is that um, as the game went on, I thought that I know that a lot of people are gonna talk about. I, I saw one person say that we got out schemed. And if the scheme is for you to just suck a bag of you-know-whats, that was our scheme tonight. Like, there were, I mean, we, is, I, I want to, I mean, I wish I could say that the Steelers even did anything good, but I feel like we just gave them everything, like, it, it completely. But right. I know a lot of people are going to say, look, coaching, or they could say coaching and some things like this, but I just feel like our players got beat the hell up. Kind of like... This is what it feels like to face Mike Tyson when he was in his prime. Like, but except for you're not facing Mike Tyson, you were facing a team that was good, maybe very good, but not even, I don't even think great. We were the worst I've ever seen our team today. Mm-hmm. Cody, but as the game goes on, it just continued to get away. Are you even. I, to me, Cody, this is what I would say: is that every single player played bad today. Even I, even if you want to say that Christian McCaffrey played good for a quarter, he still got trucked like seven times in this game trying to make blocks. So I think yeah. every single player played bad, Cody. Yeah, um, do you know why Ben Roethlisberger was taken out in the fourth quarter? He didn't. Uh, he didn't want to face any more rape charges. Oh, that's, what I, oh. that's what I heard. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but don't, yeah, I had to. I'm sorry. We had to have some kind of laughter in this shit, dude. Um, yeah, man. Listen, uh, I, I don't even know. I mean, I really am dumbfounded. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I I, I knew there was a possibility that we might lose this, but to lose the way that we did. And yeah, listen, I'm tough on the coaches a lot, but damn, Ron Rivera can't play left tackle. You know what I mean? Uh, the mm-hmm. offensive line failed on every measure. I'm you know, ready. You know, I wish we could even. You know, I'm not even that upset because, like, I mean, I know they did, but at the same time, our defense failed at every measure. Like, I mean. I wish I could say it was just the defensive line or the offensive line, but they play, sure, they played like trash, but so did every other single person. Everyone was absolutely embarrassing. It was absolutely embarrassing. And you know this meant a lot to David Tepper. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he buys the Panthers. 
goes back to his home, and then just his team does this. I mean, this is the heads will roll type of performance. You know he had this date circled on his calendar. He was looking forward to this. And we went up there and got handed our backside. And he, you know he can't be happy. He's got to be furious. He paid three... What was it? How much did he pay for the Panthers? Three billion dollars? Uh, I thought, yeah, like 2.5. Okay, so he paid $2.5 billion to stumble into the pawn shop in Pulp Fiction as Ving Rhames, and then that's what he paid for tonight. And I don't know if you guys remember what happened to Ving Rhames in Pulp Fiction, but it included a ball gag, a gimp, and a lot of bad stuff that was horrific to watch. That is what David Tepper paid $2.5 billion for tonight. His homecoming party. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, look, let's go ahead and just, we're going to go ahead and get into the calls. We'll let you guys kind of tell us your thoughts on whatever this was. The number's 252-228-5098. Check us out Tuesday nights at cat underscore chronicles. Like the video. That costs you nothing. It cut. Go ahead and turn your phone to portrait. Smash the thumbs up button. Um, because think about this: is that's free. David Tepper paid three point five billion dollars for that tonight. All right, here we go. Here's the calls. I don't even know where this is gonna go. Chef Jeff here again. Uh, I, I'm at a loss for words. Um, I guess the O line is really what we expected at the beginning of the year. Um, North had no answers for the pressure. Putting McCaffrey to <laughs> on a defensive lineman and expect him to hold up? Are you serious? And it it's just the I can't wait to watch the All Twenty One, but I already know the answers from that one. Eric Washington is not putting our players in positions to win. We have the players. We have the talent. We have the chemistry on defense. He had a terrible game plan for the Steelers tonight. Cam Newton did all he could. I mean, that that interception in the end zone, yeah, he probably should have taken the safety there. But Nah, he should know, have thrown it at do? Greg Olson's feet. That's what he should have done. Uh, just thrown it at his feet, not up in the freaking air. Maybe not even take the safety there. Maybe something else. Maybe run forward and try to get the ball. I don't know. I don't know. Something other than throw the pick six. But that was his only mistake. Other than that, he played pretty much flawless with the trash O-line. I don't know what we're going to have to do, boys, but we're going to have to do it fast. Thanks. Keep pounding. All right. Um, I I thought this is that uh, that was – the dumb that may have been the dumbest play of Cam's career, to be honest. But I mean, how much can you blame him? When oh, he has you can't even two defend seconds it. in the pocket, though. Nah, I mean, the whole field was right there, right in front of. I would rather take an intentional grounding. Yeah, but I mean, when you're in the end zone, you know. I mean, yeah, should you have thrown it down? Listen, no one. I mean, if you look at Cam's numbers, his numbers weren't bad tonight. You know, other than Christian, he probably played the best 
But yeah, should he have thrown it down? Yeah, absolutely. But just trying to not have a safety called on him. Yeah, it, it, but to this, uh, to the caller's point about the defense. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced that Eric Washington is a uh, a good coordinator. He might be the the a great defensive line coach, but I'm not. I'm not so sure that that he's the man for the job. And I know everyone hates him right now. But yeah, it's it's bad, man. It's absolutely bad. Well, you know, I feel like I've been to the point where I I've been protected. Uh, I've been optimistic about Eric Washington, or at least may, maybe not even optimistic, but neutral and not ready to blame him for anything. Now, I don't think you can even. I, I think this is again is that you know I'm not blaming him tonight more than I'm blaming any other person. That's what I will say, but he is not immune. Like when you when your defense is that bad, he's a, he's part of the problem tonight. He wasn't part of the solution. That was for sure. There was no solution in the horizon. It was so bad. I I really, Joe. I've never seen a team that looked like they just never showed. We quit after. I mean, I wouldn't say we quit. The players don't quit, but it looked like they were in a fog. Yeah, they were, um, I don't want to say they quit, but it's almost like they lost interest. Um, like they were out there going to the motion. They were defeated. No passion and no fire. Yeah, defeated. And I think you can see that when the camera went to the Panthers bench and they showed Keekly and they showed Thomas Davis, they just were sitting there with the Blank look on their faces. Yeah, I noticed that too, man. And I saw that. Uh, I saw that even when the game hadn't gotten away from us yet. Right. Yeah, right. They, they're on the sideline. Like, put some pep in your step, man. I mean, that. Like, come on. You're on the road. Defense is supposed to travel. Our defense didn't travel. Our defense didn't no, get on didn't. the plane. Our team suffered a concussion. Like our whole team was hit so hard in the face in a car accident or they were in such a train wreck that the entire team had a concussion. And now we have PTSD after this. But you want to know what kind of pisses me off, though? The fact that we might have a winning record at the end of the year. We might. Maybe 9-7, and maybe 10-6, and you know. But the fact that we'll, we'll still be middle of the road the rest of the year probably and yet we know that there's no chance at anything more like this told us who the panthers are so there's no top 10 draft pick there's you know i mean it's we've done enough for people to not lose their jobs unless tepper decides nope i'm gonna do something brand new totally different you know well, yeah. All right, next call, 252-228-5098. Hey, y'all. What's happening? This is G. Cavassier. What's Damn, up, G? what an ass whipping. Man, we got demolished tonight, man. <laughs> we got it was demolished. embarrassing. My God, man. I just don't know what the hell happened, you know. But in reality, and I know a lot, a lot of people don't want to hear me say this, but we still can make the playoffs. There's still seven games left. So for all my Panther fans out there, just relax. 
just for I life. Yes, I wish we would have won this game. And I grew up in a Steelers household because both my parents are from Pittsburgh, and I was always brought up to love the Pittsburgh Steelers and hate the Cleveland Browns. So we can take his ass whipping, you know what I'm saying? But let it be known, there's seven games left, and we still can make the playoffs. So always remember, keep pounding, and I will cry myself to sleep once I get done drinking my beer. Well, thank you, G. That's a true Panther fan right there is my man. Uh, no, I mean, it, the that is, it is real that this was, you know, I go on uh, Pirate Radio 1250 every Friday, guys, and we have talked a couple of times, Clip and I, on the sports bar about how would you rather get blown out or lose by, you know, just, you know, lose by you know, a fumble at the end. And I tell you the least with a blowout is that every single person is accountable. And this is a true burn the tape, but also (laughs) maybe burn some contracts. (laughs) If this doesn't get, if these guys don't change their attitude. So the numbers two, five, two, 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 eight, 50, 98. It's the C3. Panthers at Steelers post game calamity and catastrophe episode. Hey, what's up, C three? This Nova Black man, and I'm, what's up, I'm very, very, very frustrated with the bull crap that I seen out there tonight. The offensive line, they were very, very lethargic. I mean, half ass like a motherfucker. Go ahead and beat me out, cause <laughs> damn right I said. I'm not beeping nobody tonight. That was some bullshit performance that they put out there tonight. Also, yeah. you know, uh. We can't beat the refs and the Steelers, man. A lot of bull yeah. shit was going on. A lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of dirty plays play was going on out there. I noticed that the refs had like they were blind. They can't see it. The the defensive backs holding out wide receivers and everything. Um, I mean it's crazy. You see wide receivers out there. Uh, holding holding the linebackers when they trying to tackle on the run. Like what the hell? Um, you see it all. When you guys get a chance to watch the tape, y'all see some of that bull crap that's going on out there. The refs wasn't giving us no calls. That bull bull crap ejection on Eric Reed pissed me off because Big Ben slid late. If you watched it, he, you could see that he was already going low for the tackle. Yeah. Before Big Ben even started to slide, Big Ben started sliding late, and you see Reed once he noticed Big Ben was starting to slide, he tried to let up. That's why he turned, but they won't kick him out because, you know, they mad about that protest thing. Another thing, man, listen, Eric Washington, I I can't with him. Like, you playing Pittsburgh, man, all this soft zone coverage and stuff that you're doing, ain't trying to put no pressure on Big Ben, got Luke Kikot, the whole fucking linebacker court dropping in the coverage, man. They've been blitzing us every yes. time down oh on the weak side. Got daggone Christian McCaffrey trying to block a freaking defensive tackle. What the hell? <laughs> That's Anderson, the, the truth. Fucking, uh, 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 pass block, pass protect, uh, running back in the damn league last year. Why they ain't got him out there helping protect KMC? CMC struggling against these big-ass linebackers and stuff out here. I just don't get it. My biggest problem is the defensive play calling. They let us down. You know, I feel like we could have stayed in this game, but we could have just got some better defense. But I'm going to leave it at that because I'm pissed off. I'm going to go ahead and let the rest of these guys 
get in here on their calls. I'm going to take my butt to bed because I am very royally pissed and I think I need to get me some sleep since I drive trucks and I got to be to work in the morning. So you guys keep pounding. I know we're going to watch the film and be better next week, take it out on everybody else, but we got a long way to go until the next game. So, yeah, <laughs> peace. My boys. Oh, God. I mean, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Um, Joe. Can I pinpoint that real quick, that one play that he's talking about? On third down, we drop all of our linebackers into coverage, all of our backfield, and, like, two of our defensive linemen. Dude, it is asinine, bro. Like, what kind of call is that? Joe, what do you think about the read hit? Um. I think it was a cheap shot. I do. I knew it was a cheap shot. I think there was some frustration involved. Um, I don't think he deserved to get kicked out. No, yeah, I yeah. I mean, is that that's kind of? But at the end of the day, I I don't. I'm not ready to say he let up either. Is no, I, I, think I don't think he was trying shot. to hurt the guy. It was a boom boom, a little boom boom play. But mm-hmm. at that point. Now, I saw somebody say in the chat room, Eric Reed's the only one that played with some heart. Now, if that if you call that playing with heart, then Vernon Butler also played with heart when he mashed <laughs> that dude in the face. Uh, it was, it, is this, is that that play is going to get the flag in the NFL not 10 out of 10 times. Um, and, and even Cam Newton gets that flag today and this year. Um I would say this is that it deserved the flag. It, I'm not even. I wasn't even super like pissed that he was kicked out. In fact, I'm okay with it. At that point, who really even cares? I would want to be kicked out of that game. Making me. <laughs> but I mean, you at least somebody. And and here's the heart. I think what they mean when they play with heart is this: is that somebody had to at least show a little emotion. Uh, yeah. And I, and I don't think that that's it. But look, Ben Ben gave dapped him up afterwards. It wasn't yeah. that bad. It was it wasn't good. It wasn't clean by any mean. Um, but it was. It's what I would have done. It's not something that they should kick you out for. Right. It wasn't that egregious. Cody, I would you have done it? Oh, no, man. I, I would. I would. So. I would try. We tried to hurt Fitzpatrick last week, not in a me, not in a dirty way, but we and, and Ron Rivera made it clear that he approved approved that we were that physical because that's what you do in football to get in someone's head. At this point, if if as long as you ain't trying to injure the guy, but you're just trying to really just womp him real good, I would have done it too. That's how mad I was. I mean, it's it's football, and you have to ask, you know. I'll take the penalty. Ben, did, did Ben slide too late? Maybe. Listen, I will say this, though. Uh, I do commend Eric for not getting into a brawl because right after uh, David DeCastro, I think he's the right guard for the Steelers, started getting in his face. They started pushing on him and shoving him, and he didn't throw any punches. He didn't even put his hands in their, in their face masks. He just backed up and just took it for what it was. He didn't try and start no fights. So 
Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like this: is that I'm taking that penalty. I'm just gonna take it. The last person I'm mad at is Eric Reed. Let me tell you that. Well, I'm mad at him too. I'm mad at everybody. Actually, I'm not even mad at them. I'm not mad at y'all. This is the one time that y'all, the Panthers owe us now. The Carolina Panthers team owes us next week against the Lions in 10 days a beatdown of epic proportions to a team to tell us that they have a backbone. I need them to go to Detroit. That is where we're going, right? Yep. I need to go to Detroit, and I need to put up, like I need a 35-10 to 10 win. And I need it to be a whooping. I need it to be physical. I need people crushing people. And they need to do that for us. Not only for them, but they owe us. And I tell you who they owe the most is the fans. I wanted to go to this game. Imagine making like the person that makes $30,000 a year and they spent two grand to go to this game. They spent like over like, like 10% of their salary before taxes and that's what you had to endure the panthers owe us the number is 252-228-5098 it took me until 10 seconds remaining in the third quarter to realize that this is our chicago game oh it's this worse. Is jeff hodge again keep pounding mm. yeah way worse than chicago yeah, Chicago. We didn't. We didn't let them score a touchdown. All of their touchdowns were defensive touchdowns. Their offense did whatever they wanted to. Anybody that we thought was good on the Panthers last week, you know, we come out. And we say, "Don't be hard on James Bradbury." Well, you know what? Be hard on him this week. I'm not yeah. saying run him out of town. Um, uh, you know who you want to be hard on? Let's be hard on everybody, every single person. Like I said, they owe us. Numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Yeah, you're not even mad about this loss. <laughs> That's uh, how I really you, am. You I'm not even you, upset. And you like you're wasting your injury. That we were going to go into Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh. You're probably dreaming. No, Pittsburgh I don't. Across I the disagree with that. Point. Better built team overall than the Panthers. Not taking no, anything away from the Panthers, but it was on display the difference between the Panthers and the Steelers on both sides of the ball is our defensive line and our offensive line. Ben Roethlisberger at one point was freaking 18 for 20 for 300 yards. Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? I mean, the dude, the dude was practically standing still in the back of the pocket. Cam Newton got sacked four times. Well, at least Five. this... Far through three quarters, he had. Yeah, he probably caught. That was through three quarters. Mutated, uh, I, I mean, just clear as day. The difference between the two is offensive and defensive line. I thought Cam Newton, besides the Aaron throw for interception, played well. Christian McCaffrey has proven that he really is our only playmaker that can do anything with the football besides Cam Newton. Uh, you know, DJ Moore. Is obviously lacking in the route running department, but I mean, come on, 
Juju Smith, Antonio Brown, Vance McDonald, Stephen Ridley, James Conner. I mean, the, what it? it's not even close. <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, uh, we really need to address our defensive line. Um, offensive line kind of got exposed a little bit for really being what they were, just kind of patchwork and just did what the with North Turner's scheme just allows Cam Newton not to get hit a whole bunch, but unfortunately it happened a lot today. So, on to next week. Not upset about the loss. I was fully expecting the Panthers to get blown out. Sorry. Sorry, I'm a realistic fan. I just didn't think Carolina was fully equipped to play Pittsburgh on a Thursday night, giving the difference in quality of players on both sides of the ball for each team. Uh, but then, nonetheless, we're still a playoff team, and we still got a good shot to uh, take the division. Uh, keep pounding, and I'll tune in next week. So, I don't. Uh, the the premise that I disagree with there is that we didn't have that we never had a chance before the game started. You know, is that. This was an opportunity for us to to prove to the to ourselves and to the league that we were of the caliber of team, the L.A. Rams, the Kansas City Chiefs, the New Orleans Saints, even. And what we proved to ourselves is we're not that caliber of team. But you know, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and Curtis Samuel. They, in many ways, early on, they just were swinging it out to him, and it was working. It was working enough, and I think this is at the end of the second quarter. I think this is the play. the The play that ended the game is when it was shotgun. It was third and twenty one. Carolina on the forty three, passing. Uh, you know, well, we blew that drive. All right, so you have the two minute warning. the The Carolina Panthers at this point. I think are down. They could have closed within 10. You know, you score a touchdown. I think we would have been, I think it was somewhere around that is that we would have gone into the half potentially uh, down 10, but instead um, we just, you know, we gave, we, we blew it. So if you go into the half down 10, all of a sudden this game, you can kind of talk yourself into it. Maybe. Uh, DJ Moore, they swing it out to him, he would get yards. Swing it out to Christian McCaffrey, uh, Curtis Samuel, he'd get yards. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he'd get yards in those cases. But what happened was this, is that everything that possibly could go wrong went wrong. You know, even when you fumble a punt or whatever it was, that, or what was that kick that, Christian, that Curtis Samuel, I think it was Curtis Samuel, I mean, like everything possibly that went wrong could go wrong to the point where it just spiraled out of control. The feeling that I had is this is what it feels like to be a good person who gets drunk and makes some bad decisions, maybe drives home and all of a sudden finds themselves in prison for like 10 years. Like it just was like a catastrophe of events that cascaded into... You know, really, just prison time. And the prison time for us is the next 10 days until we figure out what the hell is going on. Well, good news is we have Detroit, um, who's not been playing very well themselves. And, um, you know, just looking at things on paper, seems we 
we are more talented. Now, whether or not that translates on the field is yet to be determined. I just hope a loss like this doesn't... Um, Break the team? Yeah, kind of, you know, just put them in... Tailspin. Yeah, into a tailspin where the whole season is just shot now. Well, because the game was a tailspin. Like, there's... It a, was, it you was know, just, um, and one disaster after another. It was the moment in Top Gun where Goose dies. Yeah. Over yeah. and over <laughs> and over. <laughs> and I don't even like Top Gun. Uh, 252-228-5098. Oh. My. God. <laughs> that was one of the worst first halves I've ever seen the team make. Possibly. Definitely the worst one of the season. I think it's one of the worst Thomas first halves in football mistakes. history, Cam to be honest. The, the, the terrible mistakes. The O-line looking like the O-line that we thought they were in the beginning. Yep. What yeah. is going yeah. on? Eric Washington is not putting the defense in the proper place to make plays. That is apparent. None of our playmakers are ever around the ball. Unless it's late. <laughs> I don't. I hope they can go into the half and turn things around. I'm confident that the offense can go down and score. I'm more than confident that they can score, but I'm not confident that they can score another 30 or 40 points like may be needed because our defense looks ridiculous right now. Mm-hmm. This is Jeff Hodge calling. First time. Been on the chat line a couple times. Just want to give my thoughts on the first half. Great show, guys, and uh, keep having me. All right, man. We still we got a couple of calls from the first half. Some early calls, and then we still got some calls that just came in. Uh, thanks, Jeff Hodge, for that. We appreciate that. Uh, we're here for each other. We're on the couch. We've done this before. When we lost eight games in a row one time, I'm pretty sure. Joey, do you remember? Was it 2014? It was, right. We we've been on the couch before as Panther fans yeah. and, and we're here for you. Uh and, and it's and it's free. It is free. Like we ain't even gonna mess with your insurance. All right? This is the this is Jeff Hodge. therapy session. Yeah, that's right. Look, Jeff Hodge is back from more time on the couch. Again, I'm utterly convinced <laughs> that the NFL distinctly wants certain teams to win certain games. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but every single scoring play goes under review. They didn't even review that one, and he clearly didn't have control going out of bounds, and then he ran into the goalpost and dropped the fucking ball. That's not maintaining the catch regardless of whatever's in the way. It doesn't matter, right? Like, that's... Yeah. That is the most ridiculous call I've seen all season. And they didn't even review it when I thought all scoring plays were reviewed. They immediately kicked the fucking extra point. You cannot be serious. Looks like Destiny says we're supposed to lose this damn game. Cam Newton's probably going to put up five more touchdowns and we're still going to lose. That's the way it feels right now. I have faith 
But <laughs> you have faith. The defense have faith has got to that step we'll up. Be here all night, crying about this damn game. Uh, <laughs> everybody's in the wrong position. Luke's in the wrong position. Yeah, he's in the Luke wrong played, position. Everybody's bad again on the on the slant play. And it's not all Washington. This was also them not making any plays. Dude from UNC Chapel Hill. Yeah, how does the guy that's named Samuels, who I've never even heard of, and I live in the state that he played college football all of a sudden, and now the other, Samuel, who's supposed to be amazing, all of a sudden he they look like, I thought the other, I thought he played for the other team all of a sudden. Curse him. All right, let's... (laughs) <laughs> I don't even got a problem with the touchdown. Is that like it's still they beat it? Like he beat us, he caught it. Like I'm all right, whatever. There's a couple of plays that did have problems with the. We had to challenge to get a first down where it was clear we got a first down. Like why do we got a challenge when Christian McCaffrey was across the damn line? The first it was a f- first down. The other thing is this: is we're getting beat down. It's like a dang snuff film or something you know what i'm saying it's like the worst possible thing that could be ever in the existence and then they gave the steelers a first down they just said hey he got first down he was like two yards short like at some point when you isn't it good for the nfl i mean to keep it close if you are if it is all rigged why are you rigging it to get this thing out of hand? He was down in this. And then it sucks, Dante Jackson. I don't think he does I don't think it was a penalty. I I don't think it was worth it. But I I mean I, I think that Dante Jackson's frustration, they made it on the telecast. Do you guys think that the frustration was he didn't get the call or he really didn't make the play? I think it was a lot of I didn't make the play. I think he was so mad because he could have made because he could have. And, you know, he's coming out. He's a rookie that's going to go on fire. He's playing Antonio Brown. He falls down. He was tugged a little bit by the jersey, a little savvy veteran move. But I think, man, he was pissed. Yeah, I don't – I mean, it might have been both. It's I, I feel when you saw him slamming his hands on the bench – and really just pitching a temper tantrum, let's be honest, then, yeah, I I think that was uh, – he probably knew that he just – you know, I mean, we've been talking about him being the defensive rookie of the year. I mean, this is a, a big night for him on Antonio Brown, no less. And, by the way, that's what we were all saying. That's the matchup that we wanted. Yep. Well, it was we got there. the matchup that we wanted, and it didn't go the way that we wanted. And I think DJ was just disappointed. You know, he's a competitor. He felt that he probably could have made that play. But I don't know. What are you going to do? I think our players got kicked in the gonads tonight. So that's why yeah, I, yeah. I don't even want to be – that's why I'm only so upset with the coaches is that at, at some point you have to win your matchup. And it, the offensive line was so bad and the defensive line was so bad I can't even single out a player. You know how a lot of, like, last year we were like, Matt Khalil was trash tonight. Matt Khalil was trash. It was Matt Khalil. It was Matt Khalil. Or it was the center, Larson, Larson, Larson. You know, this, it was every single one of them was bad. And then on the defensive line, the only player that maybe even worth 
talking like saying, "All right, it's Julius Peppers," and he and McCaffrey. Well, yeah, yeah, but on the defensive line, is that? Oh yeah, Julius Peppers, and he's forty. Right. You and know, he was out there breaking up passes. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So is that? But even he was that he should shouldn't even come to that point. Should not come to the point where Julius Peppers, a 40-year-old player, is the only player on defense that played down. Yeah. 252-228-5098. Boys, bad, 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 (laughs) bad play calling on the defense. Mediocre-looking offense. And, I mean, of course, the plays were just trash. Everything. And, of course, the officiating was subpar but you can't blame it all on that when when the team comes out and looks like they do it's a four-day week but jesus yeah we're supposed to be a a great team and it just didn't look like it to me we're still pounding but man six and three we're still getting pounded (laughs) is this the point when the season starts getting long on us i think it is Gosh, I Christ know, day. this could really be a tailspin game. All right, shout out to everybody on Facebook, Dayton, Jeff Sand, Dayton Henry Jr., Kevin Riggs, Pamela M., and Michael Reap. Uh, Mariluce109 on YouTube, Carter Jacobson, Sean Presley, Tevin, Terrence Murphy, Mur- Murphy, all the people that, Apostle Warrior, thank you for joining the show. We're here for you. Get on the couch. Therapy's free tonight. Actually, the only cost is that you turn your phone to portrait mode and you smash the thumbs up button. Maybe even hit the notification bell because that means that we're therapists on call or we'll call you to therapy. Um, Now, the question is, is this a tailspin or not? Um, And can the, the Panthers respond? I have two points that I think we need to make before we go on to the next call. Number one, Joe, you mentioned... Several weeks ago, this may have been a week two, that we looked old. Yeah. We didn't look young tonight. Oh, we definitely did not. <laughs> um, and I think, uh, you know, our vocation isn't as deep as it has been in the past. So we got guys playing more minutes. Yeah, and, um, that's a good point. That that takes its own toll from the fourth quarter. You know, guys are running low on fuel. You got to, and yeah, I mean, and look, you know, it's like you mentioned in the call, four day, four day week. You know, coming off a short mm-hmm. rest. Yeah, I think they should make the guys that play. I think they should make every play team that plays on Thursday night should be coming off a bye. Yeah, the turnaround yeah, that these right. players that, that these players have to go through, I mean, it, their bodies don't have enough time to heal. Uh, you know, Richard Sherman put out an article one time that was very illuminating in the Players Tribune of, you know, how long it takes their bodies to heal up, and then to play on Thursday, it's just tough as hell. It's man. probably already pushing it in six days. You know, I mean, you know, you could, you know, the buy helps. I think we got to start thinking about some things if we're the NFL, if you really want the product to be good on Thursday night, why don't we consider maybe having two buys in the season, extending the season by a week maybe, but not adding games 
or um, I think that I, I think you got to think this too is any team that plays an international game should do it coming off uh, should have a buy somewhere around it before it maybe mm-hmm. um, and and these Thursday night games now that had to play some factor in it. I think that that's why I brought up the point of Joey saying the team was old earlier. It felt looked old in that season is that maybe this is the times that you really feel it is four days rest two guys. Those guys are, but my question then, if that is, if these are signals of that, maybe what does that mean for the back end of the season? Potentially. Hmm. You know, I mean, do you get old as the season goes on because you just can't, you know, is Mike Adams at, at, at week 15 ready to retire? Well, you know, also, you know, think of it this way. The last premium draft picks that we made on the defensive line, I mean, that was k Short. You know, we, we haven't drafted. I mean, uh, Taylor Moulton's pretty, you know, he's a, a good player, and we think that he's going to continue to be a good player. Uh, you know, but the, I mean, it's time to put a premium first round draft pick on an offensive lineman or a defensive end. Supposed to be end. Coney Ely, man. Spe- well, no, we're not here. Actually, here, Vernon Butler. Yeah, but then I'm, I know Vernon Butler, but he's not. I mean, he hasn't made a difference to this team but at we all. Allocated a, a we, we allocated a first round pick for him, and we allocated a second round pick from Coney Ely. Coney Ely bust, or at least we gave, you know, man, it seems like it. And then Butler, you know, right now, there's not a lot to defend on anything to the point where he's getting on. This is a several weeks this season that he's gotten penalties, whether it be a face mask and this and that. And and I could say, is that I'm okay with a guy getting a penalty tonight out of being just out of sheer frustration. But now you have to think of that penalty in – the in the collection of his poor play for three years and or less than impressive play and then these problems you know you're starting to wonder is it just going to be a fit here but before we go to the next call here's my question my second question i'll i'll put it to you cody does cam newton i feel like cam newton needs to be the person that calls a team meeting uh-huh. And the team meeting being this is that I failed, you failed, everybody failed in this one, and we're not going to let us fail as a season. Cody, do you think that we need something like that? And don't you think it needs to come from somebody other than Thomas Davis or Greg Olson? Because that would just feel like it would be almost like just going through emotion at that point. Like, I know those are our guys, but like, it's time for, I think Cam Newton to take on that role. And I don't know that he has it already. You know, I, I, so I mean, I'm talking about, we I, need I, a meeting and guys, we're going to get through this and he needs no, to be I, the one that I says, do, I do, I do a hundred percent agree with you, man. I mean, listen, it, we, got our asses whooped in front of the entire country if we want if we want to salvage this season you do like to do any other loss you lick your wounds you go back home pout for a day and then you're done with it it's time to move forward and and yeah they they all need to be better everyone has to be better uh i mean you know 
this game was not on Cam Newton. He did make some bad plays, but yeah, that's what happens when you don't have any time to, to throw the football. Yeah, but, but it's not even a time for ex- any excuse at this moment. Right, not, not at all. This team played absolute horse doo-doo, and they, if they don't do something, then the rest of the season will be very, very bad. And we're on, we're on the road for, what, the next four? Uh, we have five out of the next five, I think. Four, four out of five games. We're probably on, on the road till damn, December 17th when we got to play the Saints at home. Yeah. It, I mean, if, if you want to fix this, it's time to do it now. I think we got one other team. Um, Joey, the reason I want Cam to do this, Joey, is not Seattle. because. Yeah, it is Seattle. Um, um, Joey, the reason I want Cam Newton to do this is not because I don't think he's played. He's been a leader. Uh, he hasn't been a leader. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, that him doing this would be an indication of anything that he's done. But Cam Newton was having his best season of his career going into this game. He's had some trouble in the past with dealing with failure or at least dealing it with it on in the way that the media and people need him to deal with it. But this is a game where he, where we were kicked in the nuts so hard that he could, I don't think that he displayed any of those types that now haven't seen the press conference from him just yet, but I, I felt like he kept that part together. What you have to do as when you're getting beat like that. And I think that this could be a moment where he says to the rest of the country, to the Colin Cowherds, you got me wrong because this is my team. I, I sure hope that it goes down that way. That would be fantastic. I think it would just be a great step for our organization. And I'm not saying that it's Cam Newton has been any sort of less than leader. Is that this is the time where he needs to be our Superman. And he needs to be our Superman in a different way. This time it's not on the field. We need the man of steel in the locker room because it's time for the younger generation, for him to show the young cats that is not just Thomas Davis and Greg Olson that will say the right things and, and work us through these times. It's time to show Cam that Cam Newton is the guy that has even the, the same level of composure that Ron Rivera, that we think that's steely, like, you know, Ron Rivera's not throwing his clipboard or whatever, you know what I mean? Is that that's what we need this time? Is that this is it's that bad that it's okay? It's so bad it's okay, guys. You know, it's not a pout. It's not a cry. It's a. It's time to prove that we are not fools, right? The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Yo, this is DJ. Yo, tonight was just embarrassing. Uh, as a lifelong Carolina Panther fan, I. I haven't been this embarrassed since 2016. Defense played like trash. Our offense is good. But at the end of the day, I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. I didn't like our defense. We've been giving up way too many points, That's way too many truth. yards. It just hasn't been I've been very saying good. this since the beginning of the season, and it showed tonight. Something's got to change, or we ain't going nowhere. Apostle Warrior and a couple people in the chat room are saying this. It's time for Rivera to take over the defense play calling. Cody, how yeah. do you feel about that? I mean, you know, he's, he's the leader of the football team. And, and, you know, I know that he's 
uh, very good friends with a lot of the coaches on the staff, but his job is to win football games. And, you know, I, I don't remember uh, – when was the last time that we uh, uh, held a team to under 20 points? Was it maybe Philadelphia? Maybe that was it? I mean, this – they brought up a stat that said the Panthers are 11, the 11th defense, ranked defense in the NFL. And I remember thinking to myself, how? Like, how is that even – possible. I mean, we, we let run plays. We just let them go, man. I mean, the Panthers always stop the run. And that's something that we have not been able to do this year against pretty much anyone. And not even stop the run. It hasn't even been like, not only have we not been able to stop the run, but James, Con- the, the guy, it was so open tonight. Ben Roethlisberger ran for like 20 yards three times, I felt like. Yeah, mm-hmm. stiff arm and Dontari Poe the entire way, if you also mm-hmm. noticed. We held the Cowboys to eight. Probably our best, uh, only defensive appointment. Uh, 17 for the Eagles. That's it. Everything else has been in 20s and 30s. And now uh, 50s. Oh. Jeez. Dude. Joey, does Dude. that help? Does, does Ron Rivera taking over the play calling, does he even help? I think I mean actually does that does that threaten even what does that do for him as a coach going forward what kind of statement would that be to Tepper you know there's there's some things that are you know Ron Rivera at this point he's probably got to be thinking like hey this is so bad I got to walk carefully for the rest of the season in some ways yeah I think so yeah I think it's that bad because and it's not that it is that this deserves to be fired. I don't say that. It's this is that oh. it's so bad that you never know what a billionaire <laughs> could do. It was he, it, you know, like good guy. You never know what a billionaire could do. All right. I just want to talk about the divisional race after this uh, blowout win by the Steelers. For who us? Well, we could say this is the Steelers. I think that they just solidified their uh, control over the AFC North. They pull ahead of the Bengals. Oh, I think he meant us in the NFC South. Uh, You know, is this is we were one game back is I I thought from the Saints. I think we win this game right here tonight, guys. And um, and and I feel good about the Panthers winning the division, like with a with a real shot, being in control of your destiny. Now I don't feel that way anymore. Cody, you said that at the beginning of the, of the show, that this changed the way you felt about the team potential, uh, going forward. And now the, the Saints, to me, might as well be four games ahead. And the Falcons might sweep us. How about that? How does that feel? I mean, uh, we still have to play. They might do that to us at home. I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, uh, uh, so listen, going back to what J-Dub said, you know, it was like the Pittsburgh Steelers just had a better team. They had better personnel. They have a, they have a great offensive line, and they always do. And they have a pass rush that they've invested premium. I mean, they got uh, T.J. Watt. They've put people on their team. Uh, I mean, now you look at, 
Atlanta, and it, they're four and four right now. Those final three games of the season, dude, that that's that either makes or breaks our season, or it's an absolute nightmare. Both of those teams can put up as many points as they want to. Steelers fan in the chat room says, "Don't get down, Panther Nation. Playing on the road on Thursday is a no-win proposition." So there are those factors there, and if there is a silver lining at all, or any hope to be held at this point, that this isn't that that this sends us into the tailspin. What's the one thing that maybe gives us the idea that we don't fall apart here? Is that the Panthers in 2014? Did we lose to the Steelers? This is when we need the Shadow Cat. We got to go back and listen to that context of. 2014 and what happened with the Steelers did we beat the Steelers in 2014 the Ron Rivera has been able to hold the team in the locker room through tough times in in December that may help us fight for a wild card right but the question I think still remains this is that while that shows fortitude in our team and heart and fight is Cody right about this? Is that is that heart and fight on, the only thing to be pleased about at that point because you don't really have what it takes to win at the end? And, and I don't know. Is that just that until our offensive line plays better? But I don't know if our defensive line can get the pressure that it's going to take because our defense doesn't look like it has what it takes. And then you throw in the offensive line. You don't feel good. You might You feel like, remember when we went, well, wait, you know, you're getting bounced out. In the wild card game. That's how you feel. Alexis Black comes in here and said, y'all got stomped. And no, y'all didn't beat us in 2014. That's what I'm saying. In 2014, we lost to the Steelers. There we go. And then somehow we saved that season to a point where we won 7-8-1. But I think we won like five out of our last six games or something crazy at the end. To, yeah, that's, to, I think that's right. You know, it was something more like wild about that. So, but I don't know if the, going on that type of run, if you don't have what it takes to get go deep, uh, really matters. But maybe it isn't as bad as it looked at the same time. Maybe this is just a catastrophe in all counts and that we're not as good as we thought we could be. But maybe we can't be this bad. We cannot be this bad. We've seen this team. All right, 252-228-5098. Hey, guys, this is Mel. I got to say, that game was rough. I definitely had to uh, get some uh, liquid encouragement to get through that game. Um, Some taps and stuff. But overall, I'm not too disappointed. I didn't... I figured we wouldn't Everybody gets go a up ribbon and be world beaters packs. in in Pittsburgh on uh, Thursday night. I didn't expect them to be in the game though, and it almost they gave us a little bit of false hope when they went down the field and scored in the first drive. But then it was all downhill from there. Uh, but if you look at it this way, if you want to take it optimistic way, uh, we play our seasons four quarters at a time. We had a loss in the first quarter against Atlanta. We had a loss in the second quarter against Washington. This is our third quarter loss, hopefully. Hopefully we can pull out this um, this quarter with no more losses and get to the fourth quarter 
and I think we give up that away game to the Saints, and then we're 12 and four. So if everything goes as planned as we as we like in our seasons, hopefully that's how it goes. Uh, keep pounding, guys. See you guys for the Lions. All right, uh, last call of the night right now. Next one, here it is. Chef Jeff Hodge again. I know I've called a few times. I think my calls are coming in. <laughs> Get on the order. couch. But, Get uh, in the couch. Just to end on a happy note. Uh, did anybody see the commercial with uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck and Christian McCaffrey? I really liked that. That was, that was definitely pretty funny. And it kind of kind of felt like it was a poke at Joe Buck and them for always ragging on the Panthers. But, mm-hmm. you know, only silver lining from the game. Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, I, it was, is that he is, cl- you know, I think it's like, oh, it's a Christian McCaffrey's clean. Yay, Ty, whatever. I still, you know, what, is that um, Joe Buck sucks. It, it, I give I give credit to Joe Buck tonight for not. This is the night that I could have hated him more. Like I could have forever hated him. Actually, I don't I, understand I, I forget why it. he was Joe Buck. I, I like everyone hates him. I don't understand because he's terrible at football, calling football games. He's a f- baseball commentator, and for me, it all goes back to one moment. Where back when they were doing the celebrations, I was thinking about this when, what was it? Michael Thomas did the Joe Horn homage. Mm -hmm. Is that that same year was the year Joe Horn's? Well, it might not have been the same year. You had a couple years in the in the early two thousands, I feel like, or whenever. Joe Horn did the phone. uh, Stevie Johnson did the shirt. um, Terrell Owens did the sign the football, pulled the sharpie out of his sock, and my man. My favorite non-Panther of all time, Randy Moss, scores on, I forget who it was, and then he he pretended to pull down his pants and rubbed his butt and mooned the, the goalposts. And Joe, this is when I hated Joe Buck, is because this is at this point it became so. He said, "This is the most disgusting thing in sports history," and I was like, "Man, like, oh god, Joe!" And Wasn't that Randy I, Moss? Yeah, Randy Moss. Yeah. So is that, and then I, as I did forever, just, you know, I love Randy Moss and uh, I forever disliked him from that. And then at every turn he's been, he, this is what, so Miranda, my wife was watching the game with me about this and she said, why do you dislike this Joe Buck guy so much? And I said, look, he's not even being bad this game. In fact, this is the only game. This is his best commentary. The Panthers probably ever. And Mm -hmm. what, and what Joe Buck never does he, it doesn't even matter if he says if he doesn't say anything mean. He's never said anything complimentary, and it's almost the absence of what he says that irks me. And then I still think about how disgust. So to him, he's the most disgust. So I'm holding a grudge. I'm petty, dude. I hate that. But tonight he was nice. I would say this is that Troy Aikman and them knew it was so bad they didn't even pile on. Yeah, it's like, I mean, they were like ready to go home just like everybody else was. Just like we are right now. Um, Guys, that's the show. All the calls have come in. We've taken care of them. There's a couple calls that came in before the game. But, guys, there's no need to play your calls at this point where you're saying, I think we're going to win because I thought we could win. I thought we could win. Didn't know if we would win. Really needed to win. Thought it would be a great win. Totally the worst performance I've ever seen. 
arguably by any pro team. Uh-huh. And this is what it feels like to be to pull for the Arizona Cardinals right now, or this is what it's felt like to be the Cleveland Browns. It's like <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It didn't. It's like, but we have we know we have players that aren't that bad. At least uh-huh. those teams you could forgive because the whole thing was broken and they never had a chance from the beginning, and they looked like the replacements out there. But we look like the replacements out there tonight. Yeah, bad. But you know what, though? We still need to do our dab on them, folks. Oh, okay. We have have to sift through the wreckage and find some glimmer of hope. We should do it. All right, here you go. I'll give you that. I just like doing it, man. Dab on them, folks. Dab on them, folks. And that, and that, dab on them, folks. They like seeing them. Tell me what to do. Dab on the phone. Alright. Cody, you brought up this terrible idea. You go first. <laughs> I did, man. Christian McCaffrey had three touchdowns tonight, man. He was in an awesome time commercial that everyone seemed to enjoy. And uh yeah, man, uh, I think that you know now it's a hundred percent official. This offense, you know, obviously the quarterback, Cam Newton, goes without saying. But um, this offense does live and die by the production of Christian McCaffrey. And that's not an exaggeration, man. He's and been he's tremendous incredible. this season. He's been incredible. You're right. Incredible. Right. I mean, he, I mean, that first drive when we actually had a little bit of hope Man, he was brilliant. And the second, anytime we actually did anything on offense, he was part of it. Even when the plays were breaking down, he spun out of something and was like, thank you for getting a half of an inch. (laughs) Yeah, man, he fights for every yard, every inch. He's good. You have to love that man. You have to. All right, that's Cody's dab on him. Joe, you got one? Yeah, mine goes to Graham Canoe. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he made every kick he cried and got the ball out of the end zone every time. Yeah, oh, hey, hey. So dab on him, Graham. Gunnar. Mine goes to David Tepper because while we're making, while he may be upset and salty that he goes uh-huh. back he goes back to Pittsburgh and do all this, he's worth $11 billion. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what is that uh i'm sure that his sadness will only last for about no seconds no yeah se- disappointment maybe but then yeah, what i sure. would do is this anytime i ran into disappointment in my life i would just check my bank account yeah <laughs> have a have a nap have a nap on your private jet yeah have some caviar <laughs> And then wake up tomorrow. I'm so sad on my private jet with caviar, watching my (laughs) wealth grow and grow and grow. So sad. That's my dab on a pick. David Tepper, 11 billion times you can dab on him. David Tepper. All right, uh, guys, the C3 podcast goes down on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. It's live. We're on YouTube, Periscope. Not, yeah, Periscope and uh, Facebook. What I want you to do is this, is that we gave you free therapy tonight and we'll give you more three, free therapy over the next 10 days. So give us something and it's free. Turn your phone to portrait mode, smash the thumbs up button. 
crush that notifications bell, write a review of the podcast because you can do good in the world. Unlike the Panthers tonight, you can do good in the world by rating, reviewing and sharing our podcast on uh, anywhere that you hang out and talk about the Panthers. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Joe, they can follow you at Joe Riolano, correct? And it's correct. I will be them waiting. And Cody Lashney, tell them what your handle is. At Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. I'll talk about anything you want to, man. We'll talk about part cheesy. I don't even know what the hell that is, but I'll talk to you about it. Let's go, man. We got plenty of time to talk about it on the couch. We'll see you on Tuesday. Uh, the day after, a couple of days after my birthday, we'll get we'll get this done. Then we'll we'll get our we'll get our feelings out on Tuesday, guys. We'll get the last little bit of uh, of it out, right? Like the last colon cleanse comes on yeah, Tuesday, okay. and then uh, the next week we go and beat down Den- Detroit, and we come back and we say this is blip. All right, all right. C yeah. three podcast. See you then. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.